0: Thank you, Sikandra, for uh, that uh, interesting case uh, where social uh, protection program can help improve the situation and not just attenuate the situation, improve nutrition situation uh, in a a context of uh, lasting conflict. So, um, uh, of course, uh, more may need to happen in order to uh, prevent food crisis in the future, but uh, here is a good example how things can improve. Um, Let's now move to Bangladesh, more specifically Cox's Bazaar, which is a place where almost one million Rohingya refugees have settled, which is, according to the report, uh, three times more than the Bangladeshi uh, that uh, live there. And the large number of refugees is uh, uh, not just causing a food security problem among the refugees themselves but also affecting that of the um, people that the host population that uh, lives there which are to begin with already among bangladesh's poorest so let me ask the paul doris my colleague director uh, at IFPRI, what is making the situation so complex and how can we find a lasting solution to food insecurity particularly also assuming that the situation of the rohingya Refugees will last for some time to come. Paul.
1: Well, uh, thank you, Rob. And thank you for this opportunity to to talk with you today about the Rohingya and what's happening in Bangladesh. Uh, IFPRI's had the opportunity to uh, be involved in a year-long study with the Bangladesh Institute of Development Studies uh, looking at the Rohingya issues uh, a household survey, an enterprise survey, and so forth, and we have a major dissemination event planned for next Thursday uh, in Dhaka. in fact. Uh, so I'd like to talk about the basic facts, a little bit about the availability, access, nutrition framework, and look at that Rohingya issue from that perspective. And then looking ahead, what are, what's, what are the prospects? What are the uh, big issues? So as as Rob mentioned, basic facts. Uh, This crisis, uh, in some sense, has started more than 20 years ago. The first Rohingya that came across the border. And those first Rohingya have ended up in actual official refugee camps. They have international status as refugees. That's on the order of 50,000 people. Remember, the total is about a million people. So we got about 5% that are official refugees. Everybody else, Almost everybody else is a forcibly displaced Myanmar national. They're not a refugee. Uh, and that makes a difference for their legal status uh, in the country and, and so forth. And we'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit. But the big crisis, a second big crisis, was in August 2017, roughly a year and a half ago. And many Close to a million people, perhaps 800,000 to a million people had to flee violence in Myanmar. And they came across the border and the government of Bangladesh and the donors were able to handle this situation and people set up in makeshift camps. And these camps over time have been built up and more facilities have been put there. So what about food security? Availability, access, nutrition. So about a million people. What's the population of Bangladesh? About 163 million people. So if you think about the big picture in Bangladesh, we've increased population, broadly speaking, and again, these people aren't citizens of Bangladesh by any means, uh, by less than a a percent. uh, So it, 1 million out of 163. It's not a big shock to the demand for food in Bangladesh. Availability hasn't been so much the issue for these people. The big issue has been access. These people have come across the border, they have no incomes. And in these camps, they are not allowed to leave officially. And they're not allowed to have therefore have employment outside the camps. So we have a situation where so far the donors, the government of Bangladesh, have provided uh, food or vouchers so that these people can get the food that they need, but they have very little opportunity for employment. And for all those except those original 50,000 or so official refugees, almost none of these people have the opportunity to leave the camp and work, earn income have independent access to food. Now, there are two big programs within the camps, uh, direct distribution of food. That means, uh, it means rice, it means lentils, it means vegetable oil. And then more recently, and uh, about uh, 40% or so, have uh, vouchers and they can go to small private shops uh, located right there in the camps. So these programs have made a big difference. They've helped people maintain their nutritional status. The status of people is similar to the uh, surrounding communities. That doesn't mean it's very good. We have, uh, from our our, our recent survey, stunting 32 to 36%, that's quite high. Wasting about 12%. So uh, the crisis a, a, a major, major crisis has been averted, but if you look at the medium term, we don't have uh, a solution. Right now, as I said, those people cannot uh, go out of the camps. And there's an issue of what's, what are the implications in the medium long term for education, for employment, and for just the, the freedom uh, to move. And so it's a, it's a big issue for the government of Bangladesh in principle, the government of Myanmar. And although the f- the direct food emergency has been well addressed, we also have the is- issue of donor fatigue, ultimately. And so, so far, not great, but a, a fairly good response. But uh, there's a real need to solve the problems in the medium and long term. Thank you.